Hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. This is our annual trip to InfoSec where we get to talk to the best, most influential people in the cybersecurity industry. Sit back and enjoy the next few weeks of our brilliant coverage from this fantastic event. Welcome to Arrow Bandwidth and uh, let's start with what's your name and where'd you come from? Okay, sure. So my name is Nigel Hawthorne and I work for McAfee. I'm one of the main spokespeople for the company here in Europe and it's fantastic to be here. Awesome. So uh, how long have you been at McAfee? Well, good question. So I could say uh, three and a half years, but actually uh, since January, so that's only uh, five months or so, because I was running marketing for Sky High Networks who were acquired by McAfee in January 2018. Fantastic. So Sky High Networks, I mean, I remember those guys um, from their their pre-acquisition days, but what do you bring the... um, well, first and foremost, yeah, what was Sky High Networks? So and now, what do you bring sure. to, to the McAfee portfolio they didn't really have? Yeah, okay. So, a, a bit of background on Sky High. Been around for six years or so. When we were acquired, about 350 people worldwide. And our main technology is known as CASB, Cloud Access Security Broker. And the real reason for it is twofold. One is to tell people which cloud services their users are using. And then secondly, once you've worked out that information, how can you control control it. How can you add things like authentication, uh, single sign-on, DLP, check that users are uploading and downloading only appropriate traffic to the cloud. Mm -hmm. And that filled a hole in the McAfee portfolio. McAfee, of course, with a wealth of different technologies, but primarily best known for uh, endpoint device management, said around a year ago, If you look at the trends of where data is sitting and where it's moving to, there are really just two places that you want to have control points. One is the endpoint, so your phone, your laptop, your um, tablet, and the other one is the cloud. And if you spend a lot of time continuing to invest in on-premise equipment, unfortunately, on-premise is seeing less and less of the world's traffic. Here we are at an exhibition. Most of us are walking around with devices in our pockets and we're doing our email, we're transferring files, and yet it's not going through the headquarters of the companies we work for. No. So what they saw was they really needed some technology to help control and manage cloud traffic to augment the things that they had. And so they acquired Sky High and um, we're all one big happy family. Joel, I was just about to ask you to give us a nice definition about who, of what CASB is, because there's a lot of a uh, lot of people who listen to our podcast who don't necessarily know what CASB stands for, but you just did a fantastic job with it. Okay, thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where it, it, it CASB comes along all the time, um, but no, absolutely fantastic. So, I think the thing as well when you start looking at something like CASB, and and I don't come from a cybersecurity background first and foremost, but. I think one of the one of the initial conclusions that users jump to is if a, if some form of CASB technology has been deployed in the enterprises, it's there to do it's there to restrict them rather than protect them mm-hmm. as much as protect the 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 industry. So I'd be I'd be really interested in in your view coming from the sky high background as to to how you find and what feedback you get from organisations that that have deployed sky high and now. Sky High is part of McAfee mm. into the organization. Mm. Well, funnily enough, I can go back further because I was around when um, Blue 
Coat first came to market about um, web security and web yeah. filtering. And lots of people did see it like that. They said, well, hang on, is this controlling what I do? Is this big brother? Is this going yeah. to stop me doing things? When actually, I think it's a bit like looking at the brakes on a car. Sure, it's there to slow you down, but in reality, that allows you to go faster into corners. Yes. So with most IT technologies that are looking at user behavior, it's actually about enabling the users to do what they want to in a safe and secure manner. I was speaking to somebody just now um, down on the show floor who said, we don't have any cloud um, uh, traffic. Now, I could have argued with him, but I didn't. He said, we've just blocked everything. And I said, well, aren't your users frustrated? Doesn't that mean that they can't achieve what they want to? And he said, well, they might be frustrated, but that's the policy. With mm. good security, you can let people do what they want yeah. to do. You can yeah. let them use the most innovative technologies while keeping them safe. So funny enough, this is, this is almost exactly the theme of our first podcast of the day with a wireless vendor who literally turned around and said, by giving quality connectivity, you enable people to do things and, and be able to achieve things that they weren't able to do previously. And, and you're saying exactly the same thing because literally, I love that analogy. Brakes make a car go faster. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's a great, great analogy. Um, and absolutely, I, I think that's an incredibly backwards way of look at coming forward saying, let's just blacklist everything. Because there's a whole, and I suppose I, I get where he's coming from to some degree, but, but you know, I think especially if you want to attract a, a, a young, modern workforce who just want to basically research in every possible direction, be that Facebook, YouTube, you know, Instagram, Twitter, to, you know, for work purposes, mm -hmm. You just simply can't block all of these things, yeah. all of these services. And well, it, and it's worse than that, because if you do try to block services, what are you going to block? You're going to block the services you've heard of. What are you going to do then? Well, you're going to force your users to go to the services you haven't heard of. That's and guess what? They're point. even more dangerous. That's a very yes. good point. So people say, oh, I don't like um, uh, cloud storage. I'm going to block uh, Dropbox and Box because I've heard of them. Okay, so you're going to send them to somebody's service that's based in some country you really don't trust yeah. instead. Mm -hmm. And and therefore, I think, you know, I don't want to belittle dealing with users, but you can think of them a little bit like uh, children. You need to tell children what the rules are. You need to enforce those rules, but also you need to make sure that they understand why they're there. And I actually think if there was one thing that has probably been repeated in many of your podcasts, it's about education. Yeah. And it's about educating the user, actually, this isn't particularly safe, but here's an alternative that is. Yeah. And intercepting them at the time they're trying to make the choice, not giving them some training once a quarter in a room for an hour, where actually it doesn't go in because that's not the time that they wanted to try to do it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think actually one of the biggest things for me is that you can train the users as much as you want. But when they've got a deadline or they've got something they need to do very quickly, they're going to go wherever they need to go to uh, get that and done. That, that has been a theme of today. Whereas yeah. If you do put blockers on, if you do make something without the education, if you make, if you put a policy that that makes a job harder, it's human nature. People find a way round or through. Absolutely. And if you do that, then you actually you you create as much of a threat within your business as you do trying to protect them from that threat outside. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a little example, maybe 
any IT managers listening would say, I don't want to employ Nigel Hawthorne. Here's an example <laughs> from a few years ago. I was going to an event where I was promised a little application that would allow me to collect leads. And then two weeks before the event, the guys who were running the application development said, oh, sorry, it can't be delivered. Oh, okay, I'll just, what, cancel the exhibition? What did I do? Well, I quickly searched, found a cloud service that would allow me to collect leads, upload them, and download them afterwards. I could have asked legal, is that okay? Yeah. But I didn't. Why? Well, honestly, you're pretty sure they'd have turned around and gone, hold on. Absolutely, there's two answers. (laughs) Give Give me a long while and I'll figure it out for you. Yeah. So it's that sort of time when a user has a job to do, they see a great service, what you want to do is be able to educate them on what's appropriate and what isn't, mm. what's safe and what isn't, and you know, give them the power to be able to innovate when they want to without bringing problems of po- potential data loss. Mm. So going into the wider sort of McAfee conversation, how is, um, what products is Sky High really finding a, 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 a beautiful home with in the McAfee portfolio? Because McAfee's got a, a really big portfolio of products. Um, you know, I, I remember podcasts of old and also working quite closely with McAfee over many years now um, they've always had a bit of an ethos as if we can't be the best then we won't you know we won't compete at all hence the reason they sort of they got rid of the firewalls they got mm-hmm. rid of a few other products which is I think it's a really positive way to be because if you can't give it everything why do a half-assed effort Indeed. so I mean where are you finding where, where's Sky well what was Sky High? I mean, what's, what's it called in the McAfee portfolio, <laughs> by the way? Well, the product is called the McAfee Sky High Security Cloud, which is ah, perhaps a little brilliant. long. But to answer your question, um, I mean, as a new employee, it's been a fascinating journey to just see how many technologies McAfee have. Mm. And the integration that we've got already is with the McAfee Web Gateway, which is the web filtering um, proxy. With DLP, so you can start setting DLP policies that are the same for your network, for your endpoint, and for your cloud. We can integrate with SIM. We'll be integrating later on this year with EPO, the main management system, uh, taking information from the global threat intelligence, um, OpenDXL. So it's amazing, actually, how quickly we've achieved some of these in just a few months, and uh, within the next few months, we'll be achieving more. And so I think that there are many acquisitions in the IT industry that fail for many reasons. This is one that actually, I think the, uh, the rooms are looking pretty good. And I think it was partly that there wasn't much of an overlap for technology in the first place. Mm-hmm. And partly because from Ki- Chris Young, our CEO on down, there's been this view that endpoint and cloud are the two places to um, secure traffic right now and here we are coming in to provide some of that technology that McAfee's been talking about. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I, uh, I suppose with DXL, which is just for everyone who doesn't know, the data exchange layer, which um, McAfee developed a few years ago now to essentially give a very open framework for other vendors to essentially build that ecosystem and, and come and collaborate and share information because and they were one of the early vendors that really understood that actually it wasn't all about them. Mm-hmm. And actually, the only way that a security um, posture could be maintained and, and fundamentally sort of stood up in the first place was by having collaborative vendors and collaborative information flowing to inform and instruct other pieces of technology um, about what was going on or what, more importantly, what they were seeing. Um, and, and I suppose being part of that is fantastic for you. But 
going into the wider, wider world, um, how are you finding that sort of ecosystem play? Because McAfee's always been one that's played well with others. Um, how are you finding, are you finding sort of any really obvious sort of ecosystem plays with other vendors? That yeah, so um, actually Sky High had a program of innovation with other um, partners as well, um, especially for instance the cloud single sign-on vendors like Okta, Ping, OneLogin, etc. Yeah. And um, I think the question to ask any company before um, buying their technology is just how humble they are. Are you humble? Humble enough to know you don't do everything. And if someone says, we do everything, oh, then... Run away. Run know, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's been good to join um, McAfee and see, again, they've, they've been humble enough to say, we can't do everything, no. we won't do everything, and we need to work with people who in some areas may be competitors, in some areas may be complementary. Yeah. I, know and I, I would say, yeah, it's still a common thread that that I've seen from Infosec this year and Infosec last year that there's certainly a lot more collaboration between the cybersecurity vendors than I think sometimes we we maybe appreciate because there's always that well this competes with that and this, they do that but when you actually look at the blends of the portfolios there's there's a lot more collaboration and alliances forming precisely of from what you've just both been talking about for the last five, ten minutes, that the fact that yeah, it, it's really <laughs> it's really difficult to do everything well. It's nigh on impossible because yep. because threats come from so many different sources now. The the edge, the endpoints. What actually defines an edge, an endpoint now, is is just growing oh, so broad now so broad and it, it's growing almost on a daily basis it's not just a user it's not just a phone a laptop a device it's not just a branch office or a location so it can be a thing now as yep. much as it can and actually a quite, cloud quite a lot of people may be sharing intelligence um, behind the scenes a little bit but it's always been like that if yeah. you speak engineer to engineer. Yes. So yes. many years ago, um, I worked for 3Com when uh, Fast Ethernet was just coming out. <laughs> and we wow. collaborated with lots of other people bringing out the same technology to make sure that if one piece of cable had different vendors' uh, products on each end, that they would talk. And actually, I ran post-sales support for, an, for a while for a company. And again, we had all the phone numbers of the post-sales support for other vendors because... Yes companies, end-user company networks are never one vendor. You really have yeah. to cooperate. I just think some of that is now more obvious. It's recognized as being a positive for everybody. Yeah. Well, I think, I think this is where a term, competition, yep. really comes <laughs> into its own. It's a, it's, a, it's a term that we're finding more and more in the channel, with channel partners who are, who are appreciating that they don't know everything. And actually, it's mm. not a bad thing. Though. In fact, if anything, it's you know, almost highlighting your weaknesses is now seen as a strength. Mm -hmm. Because if you turn around and say, we can't do everything, so actually we partner with this DLP expert for this, we partner with a Casby expert for that, and we partner with... Because then the end customer is getting the best of the best of everything, and it's being coordinated by their normal reset or their normal, you know, ISV or VAR or MSP. But it's it's not a bad thing to admit. And I, I, I think that's a great word to use, is humble. Mm -hmm. Because I think it, it very quickly... Um, defines the the person you need to be to be able to really take advantage of the world we live in today and, and be able to sort of excel in um, in the world we live in today because 
as you say, and, and as I said right at the start, maintaining a strong security posture. Actually, we work one way back. Our old, um, our old head of uh, pre-sales for security, he had this term, assume breach. Mm -hmm. The reality is there is no way to truly, truly protect against everything. Yeah. So you've got to, and but the reality is, when you when you want to try and get somewhere, you've got to you've got to have such a collaborative approach. You've got to have, and this is where the strength of channels, good channels, yeah, comes yes. in. And I've worked for resellers, I've worked for distributors, and actually, I've got to be honest with you, working for a vendor with one company's product focus is probably easier than um, channel partners. So hats off to all of them. Yeah. But um, try being a distributor. Yeah, <laughs> without partners, um, companies like us can't survive because, yes, the partners should be looking at the various different products in the market and trying to advise customers to uh, use the one that's most appropriate for them. It's not always the cheapest or the most expensive or the most features, but it's appropriate for each individual customer. And us vendors can never have that strength of knowledge of the end user that a good um, partner providing some professional services can offer. Yeah. Mm. So, going on to the going on specifically onto the partner stuff, what's been the biggest change from Sky High coming into um, McAfee? Because McAfee has a, have a very mature partner model. I mean, they they're a really very strong um, channel channel. Absolutely. I mean, you partner you've to, to our partners. <laughs> you've almost given the answer in the question. The um, Sky High's business was. Um, relatively small niche, very highly regulated customers were often our customers, very large multinationals. Um, and um, now I think cloud security is really joining the mainstream. And for that, you need good channel partners across the whole of the world that can talk about the yep. solution. Um, that is the way to scale to the larger businesses um, or the larger volume of businesses. And actually, that's the way we were being um, taken anyway within Sky High. So the great thing about joining the McAfee family is how many of those relationships already exist and how we can piggyback on those to then be even more successful. Fantastic. Well, look, that's a brilliant story. And I'm so pleased that McAfee are continuing with their innovation and their sort of acquiring of really interesting and exciting companies. So thank you ever so much for coming and talking to us today. No problem. Thank you for and your time. Uh, yeah, we, we greatly appreciate it. Great. And we'll brilliant. see you soon. It's been good. Thank Cheers. you very much. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this InfoSec Security Special. We're going to be back next week with more coverage from this fantastic event. Stay tuned and speak to you then.